0: We were skating better and uh, you know getting pucks deep, putting the puck deep, put pucks in deep, he's chipping
1: pucks, he's getting pucks deep, just put the puck deep, getting pucks out, getting pucks deep, we yeah, pucks in, pucks in, pucks in deep. Hello, welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Picks in Deep podcast, hosted by two people who think they know what they're talking about. This podcast focuses on the sports betting landscape, specifically regarding hockey and the NHL. We'll tell you what we're looking at for each NHL game that day and help you become a more successful sports bettor. My name is Deke, and I'm joined by Moosey, and without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to the Picks in Deep podcast. My name is Deke, and I'm joined by Moosey. It's uh, getting to the ends of the regular season. There were only five games last night. We're going to quickly touch on what happened, how our bets uh, turned out, if we had any, and just talk about tonight's games. First up, last night we had the Edmonton Oilers coming in against the Montreal Canadiens, a little bit of uh, playoff implications in this one, but Leon Dreisidel set up Dominic Cahoon's goal just 20 seconds, 27 seconds into overtime to send the Oilers past the Canadians 4-3. We also have the the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Ottawa Senators. Josh Norris scored nine seconds into overtime in a 4-3 Senators victory against the Maple Leafs despite Austin Matthews recording goal number 41. This was also uh, Freddie Anderson's return to the NHL. He's been out for a few months um he had a few games in the AHL which he looked not so great. He allowed I think it was like four goals in in a few, in like two games and they were all crappy shots. I don't know. He doesn't look that strong if I'm a better uh, pay attention to Jack Campbell starting mostly every single game in the playoffs. He'll be probably be the backup. Next up we have the Minnesota Wild at the St. Louis Blues. David Perron notched a goal and two assists, while Ville while Huso made 31 saves to lift the Blues to a 4-0 win against the Wild. Again, a little bit of playoff implications here. Um, these two teams uh, are going to be the underdogs to whoever they play, but uh, fighting for pride there. We also had the LA Kings at the Colorado Avalanche. JT Comfort notched his first career hat-trick, while Philip Grubauer earned his seventh shutout of the season in the Avalanche's 6-0 win. Similar story here in Vegas when they faced the San Jose Sharks. Mark Andre Fleury stopped all 19 shots that he faced, and Dylan Secura, i am hoping I pronounced that correctly—netted two goals, helping lift the Golden Knights to a six-nothing win over the Sharks. So between Colorado and Vegas, both uh, dominating six-nothing uh, victories in—in uh, in, I guess their last game. And that was all for last night—a very short, uh, very short night. Only five games. Uh, There were a few playoff implications, but in terms of real storylines, there wasn't much. I know you didn't have any shots for last night, so we can get into tonight's games. There's only three. Um, They're all a little bit interesting. First up, we have the Minnesota Wild against the St. Louis Blues. I just want to preface this for tonight. If you are following me on Twitter, then you've read it, but if you're not, I would stay away from betting tonight. If you're in it to, to just to have fun, to have entertainment value, definitely go for it. But if you're looking at tonight or for the rest of the regular season, for that matter, as a way to make money, I wouldn't bet on it because the rosters are wonky. Player uh, Teams are resting certain players. Um, there's I, I don't know what to expect, and I don't think you do either. But first up, we have the Minnesota Wild at the St. Louis Blues. Minnesota comes in at 6-2-2 two two in their last 10, Min, uh, St. Louis in at 6-1-3 and 3 in their past 10. Minnesota's been playing well. They're 12th in expected goals for per 60, 9th in expected goals against per 60, but they're 18th in PDO at 0.999. So they're, they've they been playing well analytically, but they're not getting the luck of the draw, whereas St. Louis is a different story. They've, they're 29th in expected goals for per 60 and 22nd in expected goals against per 60, but they're 5th in PDO, uh, which is reflected in their record. They're at a PDO of 1.026, that's largely due to their very high save percentage it's, it's interesting for uh Colorado and Vegas in terms of their playoff changes which we'll discuss because whoever wins the tonight I'm pretty sure it's going to be facing St Louis um so you're definitely going to want to be facing St Louis because they're not they haven't been playing well in terms of a bet if you are looking to bet on this game which I don't recommend I have a very small 0.56 edge on St Louis here um, but again, that's that's purely entertainment value. Next up, we have the Vancouver Canucks at the Calgary Flames. Um, Vancouver has not been playing well their past 10, has been playing well the, the entire season. Calgary has been playing decent. Um, in terms of offense, they're 13th in expectacles for Per 60, but defense, they're first in expectacles against Per 60. Again, it's too little, too late. Um, I do have a small bet here on Vancouver 1.33 units. Um, I don't know exactly who's starting for which team. I don't know who's sitting out for each team. This is, uh, this is basically, this is based on the past 10 games or so in terms of lineups. Um, I would stay away from this game. As with the next game, we have the LA Kings at Colorado. Um, again, it's a, probably a fun game to watch should be high scoring in my opinion, but, I, uh, my model has a 3.83 unit bet here on the Kings. I don't know exactly what that's due to, um, especially because LA has been playing well recently. They're 31st in expected goals for per 60, 17th in expected goals against per 60, whereas it's a completely different story with Colorado. They're 2nd in expected goals for per 60 and 6th in expected goals against per 60. The 3.83 unit edge isn't because I think the Kings are better than they are. I just think the, or my model thinks the avalanche are a little bit worse than what the odds makers are making them out to be um, in terms of this game only. They're at negative 450, which is the highest I've seen in a long time. That's 77.5% implied, leaving the kings with only half. I have the avalanche still very high, but only at 67.5, which is a 10% edge for the kings. So again, uh, should be an interesting one to watch especially if you're a Colorado fan like Moosey um, definitely a good one to watch because it's playoff positioning uh, their last game before the playoffs so it should be a good game but besides that uh, I don't think you have any shots for tonight right I think uh, I think same thing with me basically kind of avoiding shots for the rest of the regular season
0: yeah staying far away from it um yeah <laughs> Nothing, I think you covered it over. there. Um, I, I looked at the odds for the Colorado game as well, and it's not even worth I know, like, famous last words, but there's no way the Abs are losing this game tonight. So, but the odds are so low, it's just not even worth it, really. So, um, yeah, I, I think um, Johansson's starting tonight for VL lunch. Um, I, even then, I, I still think it's, you know, they'll want the number one seed they want to play San Louis over minnesota so uh, and, I, and i think that was obvious last night they needed to win they you know it was six nil by the end of the second i think it was so um i can't i can't see anything changing changing tonight so
1: yeah what's also interesting is uh the kings are starting troy grosnick which in terms of his advanced numbers It's actually pretty solid. It's probably one of the best in the league, but it's also not a very high sample size. Um, He has a 1.98 expected uh, goals saved per game above average, Um, but he's only played one game this year. So again, very small sample size. Uh, I would stay away from this game. I'd stay away from every game. But again, if you're looking for some sort of a high-risk parlay, just for fun, with not a lot to risk, definitely... Or not definitely, maybe take a shot at some of these games. Um, That is all for last night's games and for tonight's games. In terms of betting for the rest of the regular season, I probably think we're done in terms of uh, pure games. Once it gets to the playoffs, we're going to kind of re-pick up with our predictions for each game, um, as well as playoff previews. But it's just too unstable right now with every team no one knows what they're doing they might be starting guys for some experience late in the season to see what they have in some prospects no one really has any idea but that being said uh, there is a plethora of storylines um most recently we have the new york rangers deciding to fire head coach david quinn and the assistants david oliver jack martin and greg brown this um I don't, I don't want to say it caught me by surprise because I think it was pretty clear from their decision to fire their uh, GM and AGM that they were kind of cleaning house. But none, nevertheless, I mean, I don't understand it. I'll say that. New York finished this year 15th in the overall standings. They were 27, 23, and 6, which is for 60 points. I also want to point out that Vegas, the, like the odds makers at the beginning of the season, they projected the Rangers to have over under 59 and a half points. They finished with 60, meaning they basically did exactly as was expected. So with a team as young and as exciting as the Rangers, I don't understand, especially uh, last point here, especially because in 2018, when they kind of committed to this rebuild, they signed David Quinn to a five-year contract to kind of lead this team through the rebuild. And I don't know whether they're trying to speed that up now, uh, the rebuilds, or they're just not liking the way that they've been playing. I mean, I, I just don't understand it. It is a
0: baffling decision. Um, you know, we, we talked briefly about before, about who, you know, would fill the role. I, I I don't know. I I don't know if this is speculating whether they have someone like almost raid really lined up so they could you know comfortably get rid of David Quinn. But because otherwise it just does not make sense. We, we said this at the, the end. You know when they when they said they fought, like they replaced like GM and, and and all of that because it was performance based when the Rangers had a solid year. They, you know, any any other regular season, they I think they'll be in the playoffs. And compared to you know seasons they've had before, and you know from the rebuild they're having they they had on ice a good season, off ice dramatic, but on ice it was it was good. And I, like you said, it, I wasn't totally shocked because of you know what they've been doing with their front office and you know you know what's you know the reshuffling of a team, but uh, it's. But, but then again on the other hand, I am shocked because it I just' couldn't, I, I just don't see why when the Rangers had the season they had why it was a idea to get rid of him and try and feel someone else.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I'm not really sure either in terms of their advanced analytics um, as a stats nerd basically like myself, um, the, the the statistic expected goals for is a very good predictive statistic. But, um, and also even greater statistic is just regular goals for percentage out of every goal that you score and you give up, how many of those are you scoring? And in terms of that number, i pu- I'm pulling it up here. The New York Rangers are 13th in the league. Um, teams below them are the Winnipeg Jets who made the playoffs, Dallas stars who were pushing to make the playoffs, Montreal who made the playoffs, Edmonton who made the playoffs, St. Louis who made the playoffs and that's all for teams below them. They, they weren't a bad team. In terms of expected goals for, they were a little bit lower uh, in the standings, but again, they're a young team who makes mistakes, especially defensively. But in terms of the, the amount of times they're scoring to the amount of times that they're giving up goals, they were above average. Also for shot percentage, I mean, they were, I'm trying to find it here, they were sixth in the league in terms of shot percentage at 9.32%. In terms of PDO, which ultimately measures uh, luck um, they were seventh in the league. Um, I don't I don't look at the, the statistic luck and say it's a bad thing because it ultimately measures not just how lucky you are but are things basically going your way are you are you forcing the opponent to make mistakes because teams above them first in the league is Minnesota, then the Leafs, then the Penguins capitals, Knights Islanders do you see the trend they're all playoff teams. So I'm I don't know exactly. Why they're clearing house? I don't know if it, if they need new voices, um, which is kind of odd to me because he's only been there for now. I think three seasons. Um, I don't fully understand it um, by virtue of the fact that they are a young team. I think they will be better next year. I don't think that's going to be uh, David Quinn's fault that he's not there. I just think they're a growing team, and I think they're going to be better next year. But none, like, nevertheless, I just. I, I don't know. Do you have any kind of predictions as to maybe who you can see kind of taking the reins there in New York?
0: <laughs> um, I, like you said, I, I think um, Gallant will probably be the best fit. Uh, some people generally uh, talking about uh, John Tortorelli, but I think that's not, that sh- shouldn't happen and it will never happen that will be, be the most backward step for a team that basically you know did get rid of him to, to go for him again. So, um, yeah, I, I would like to see um, Gallant take the spot.
1: I think it's an interesting conversation between the Rangers and the Seattle Kraken because it's kind of, if you're a head coach, let's say you're Gerard Gallant, you're, let's say you're Bruce Boudreau, and you're you get a call from both Seattle and New York, who are you taking? Because in terms of Seattle, um, if history has proven everything or anything, with the Vegas Golden Knights, they were they they made the Stanley Cup Finals year one. So if you're if you're looking at a team like Seattle Kraken, and even though they have no players on their roster, actually except for one who they signed the other day, um, I don't know if you're going to take a chance on a repeat of history, or you're going to take a, a chance on a team like New York, who has some young players, who has a core who has some stability on the back end, who has some nice goalie depth. I don't know. Personally, in terms of what I would do as a coach, I'd maybe look at New York, um, especially because it's a big market, so you can kind of play yourself into a bigger contract as a coach. I don't know. I think it's an interesting conversation to be had. I think think New York will have a real chance at the playoffs next year, especially if divisions kind of revert back to normal. If they stay the same, Oof, I, if they stay the same, I don't know how they make the playoffs, but if they go back to normal, I think they can definitely have a good shot.
0: Yeah, it's, if, if, if it goes back to normal, there's a, there's a full expectation that they, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, anything less would be a disappointment, especially if, you know, you have a full, healthy lineup with Panera and Zibanejad. You know, if Lafreniere starts playing, um, you know, what he's capable of, you know the, the gold the goaltending situation. in New York's good. Um, oh, it's a, it's a good team that had a, a decent year. Uh, all things considered, with you know Pinarin being out, uh, Zabanajad wasn't 100 percent because of COVID like complications. So it it be, it, be it's, you know keeping an eye on the Rangers over the off season um, is going to be is going to be a full time hobby essentially. Because, you know, if they do it right going into next season, they they have the plans to be a very good team.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, we can also transition to here in uh, talking about mistakes made by executives. We can talk about the NHL and uh, their scheduling disaster. Um, for those who are unaware, Vancouver had a huge, I don't know how you're unaware, They had a huge COVID outbreak probably around a month and a half ago where they, I think, were forced to miss, I think it was eight games, something like that, um, because they just did not have enough bodies on their roster. As a result, they are finishing their season. It's not like last year where um, some teams were cut short before the playoffs and they worked off of playoff percentage. Um, First of all, these teams aren't even in the playoff hunt. But they're finishing out their season and they play their last game, Vancouver, on May 19th against the Calgary Flames. At the end of May 19th, the North Division will not have played one playoff game, but um, divisions like the East, for example, between Boston and the Capitals will have already played game three. So I know it's, I don't know the solution from the NHL's perspective because there's a lot of contractual obligations to fill. Um, and money, and TV rights. But, I mean, when you're looking at playoffs, rounds two and three, you're going to have Canadian teams in the divisions playing every night, sorry, every two nights, or even sometimes back-to-back, and then they're going to have to be forced to play in round three against the rested team. I don't know. It's a disaster. <laughs> what are your kind of thoughts on the matter?
0: Yeah, it yeah. obviously, the Vancouver thing... Uh, it's a bit of a pickle, but it's still, you, you can't, you shouldn't be having back-to-backs in the playoffs. There's, you know, obviously it t- there's a lot of that t- comes into consideration when you know scheduling the playoffs especially like say TV TV, um, you know, rights to TV games and stuff like that. But there, there must have been a way to not have back-to-back games because also, like I said, it's 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 only the North Division I've got it, and yeah. Uh, it's it is disappointing i think to be fair the scheduling by the nhl all season has been a disaster so mm-hmm. you know i'm not am not too surprised to be honest that they've managed to throw this in there so um yeah it's it's sad really that they've they put back-to-back games in um i'm hoping that they'll only appear in the first round if if any, if they, if they even think about having back-to-back games, sort of going into second round, uh, like finals and or conference finals and like, finals then um, disastrous.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you thought the NHL had any idea what they were doing after they had fourteen games on a Saturday and then was it one or two on a Sunday? One. Then I guess this is what you get because yeah. I, I, I don't actually know. Um again, there's there's people a lot smarter than both of us in these positions making these decisions um but I I just don't understand it. I really don't. I don't know how you were able to cut short last season but not cut short this season or even in terms of um last August, I think it was maybe a little bit earlier um when the, the I think it was the George Floyd, uh, thing happened in Minnesota the NHL took a day off in terms of their players kind of asked for the night to be given uh just to pay respect for what happened um for the black community uh, they were they had a date in mind they discussed it before this season the NHL saying the we have a certain amount of days leeway that we can push back the season So let's just say an arbitrary date that it ended on August 31st. I know it didn't, but let's just say that the NHL had in their, in their contract or somewhere that the latest they can push it back was, let's say, um, September 15th, which is two weeks, over two weeks. The NHL must have a date for now. They might, they must have a date that they can push back the amount, the games. So I don't know why they didn't. Um, I don't know what's holding it back. I'm really not sure, but yeah, I, I don't know if this issue is kind of beaten to the ground now. Cause I know a lot of people have talked about it. Um, what do you think?
0: Um, yeah, there must, it's, you know, what's, it's happened. What's happening now is happening now. It's we can't change it now, but you would have thought there'd be, But you would have thought they'd be smart enough to, you know, look ahead, like you said, and just try and avoid a situation like this because, now we're in it. Everyone's looking at the league, like what are you doing? It's it's not good look, and it you know, but ultimately it shouldn't happen in the first place.
1: Yeah, um, moving on to uh, I guess one of the last things to the playoffs. Um, we'll discuss this in our playoff episode, but we need to come up with some sort of a bet because it's not like the Leafs are the Leafs of a few years ago. They are a good team that scares me because they've only disappointed me um, Colorado is obviously a good team. So we got to come up with something where if miraculously the Leafs find a way to win the cup, or if Colorado finds a way to win the cup, we should come up with some sort of bet. But, um, I guess other than that, one of the last things we can maybe talk about is, uh, Jack Eichel. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Kevin Adams who came out and said next year, this is a paraphrase. I don't have the quote on me, but he said next year in Buffalo, we're only going to keep the guys or play the guys that want to be here. So between buff, because Buffalo is in the state of New York. So New York in general over the past month has been a complete disaster. Um, I don't know what to say other than the fact that Jack Eichel has played his last game as a saber. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's future New York Ranger Jack Eichel. No, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, he's, he's gone. It's, and to be fair, he's, I don't think he's going to be like looking back to life, to be honest. I think, um, I think he wants to get out. I think every fan, maybe apart from Buffalo fans want him to get out so we can see Jack Eichel do Jack Eichel things in a, in a, in a good team.
1: Yeah. He he, people, it's very easy to get put in the shadow in Buffalo. Look at Taylor Hall, who looks so rejuvenated right now in Boston Um, people forget how good Jack Eichel is because especially when you have young stars like Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Nathan McKinnon, uh, who are lighting up the league. People forget that when two years ago, um, when Boston had some, not Boston, sorry, when Buffalo had some players on their roster, Jack Eichel was special. Like he is such a special player. He's when he's on his game, he's easily a top 10 player in the league. Um, When he's on his game, he could be top six, top seven. Um, He's a ridiculously special player that so many teams would be lucky to have. I know a few teams thrown out there are uh, New York. There's even Minnesota. There's Anaheim. There's uh, Vegas. Somehow, if they don't do well, there's rumors that they can kind of retool the team to get Jack Eichel. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities, but... I don't know if there are any markets offering odds on if Jack Eichel plays another game for the Sabers, but I don't even care what the price is. I am jumping all over no, um, because I just don't see how you return to a team that straight up advised against surgery for the health of the for, the for the future health of yourself. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, he needs he needs out. We need to get him out. We need we need a rescue mission. Jack, get Jack Eichel out of Buffalo.
1: So uh, that is all for today's episode. Uh, quick personal notes. I don't know if you have anything else to share, but um, for the next few days before the playoffs, I will be sharing my NHL picks, but I also on my Twitter will be sharing MLB picks for baseball. Um, you can go and follow me at Sweet Deeks, S-W-E-E-T-D-E-K-E-S. Um, yeah, that's just something I follow that I've had a model for a while. I think it's a good opportunity to kind of share that. But um, again, NHL is the biggest priority. So as soon as the playoffs start back up, um, we'll be switching back to that. But uh, I don't know if you have anything else to share before we kind of end this out. But
0: uh... it's only that, you know, um, with the NHL being in a bit of a dead phase until the playoffs starts um, with football, and and I'm talking like European football, soccer... um, Seasons literally coming to an end. So teams are fighting for uh, relegation and stuff. So a lot of good games on. I put a few picks out yesterday and there's a fair few winners on that. So um, in the, in the lull of the hockey, um, I'll probably put out a few football bets, but uh, apart from that, um, nothing really massive until, yeah, till the players start again.
1: Okay. So thank you guys for listening to, I think this is the 10th episode already of the Picks in Deep podcast. If you've enjoyed uh, please uh, follow us on whatever podcast system you're using share us with your friends like us on twitter at SweetDeeks at moosey tweets with two e's and two y's and uh, we will see you next time and as always the avalanche suck and go maple leaves okay bye
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Picks in Deep podcast you can find and listen to our episodes on all major podcast streaming platforms as well as on youtube If you'd like to get in touch or ask us any questions, you can find us on Twitter at PixinDeep. Good luck with your bets. Please remember to gamble responsibly and we hope that you tune in again soon.